0: Welcome, welcome to another week of The Remedy with Tobacito and our perfect guest, Janice Gant. Hi, Janice.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> Janice again from the lake.
1: Yes, yes. I'm actually kind of getting lake.
0: sick of recording you at the lake.
1: <laughs> I know. It's my safe place. Well,
0: you're no dummy for being there. I'm so, I'm just jealous. So instead of just being happy for you, I'm just jealous.
1: That's just fine. <laughs> it really is beautiful. Uh, I mean, today's been so beautiful.
0: Well, we were just talking about how nice the weather's been.
1: It's been yeah. so
0: beautiful here. Waking up and doing my devotional out on, you were talking about doing it there and it felt a little cool. I've been doing it here and Usually it's hot, and I'm sweating, and mosquitoes, and it's been really, really, really
1: nice. It makes such a difference, doesn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. Makes such I a know. difference. Okay, we need to thank uh, the sponsor of today's episode. I think you know Cindy Crawford. Don't you know her? Yes. 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 I thought you did. So Cindy- Well, I
1: know her through uh, communication about the podcast.
0: Okay, because she's so... Yeah nice and encouraging and thoughtful i mean can we just talk about how sweet she is about really i mean she she really goes out of her way to talk about the blessing that the remedy is and she communicates a lot through whether it's through email or instagram on how much she loves the remedy and she sent a very generous donation um and it's really cute," she said. "I have a f- great photography business, but I tell you, I'm very careful with how I spend my money. But you, my dear friend, are worth it. Oh, that is that so is very nice, lovely, Isn't that sweet. Yes, yeah. She's just very, very, very sweet, and a, a big fan and a big encourager. And so, I just want to thank you, Cindy, for your your generous donation thank is, you for Cindy. being a great supporter of what we're doing. We appreciate it. It's
1: really cool. Okay. So, so cool.
0: uh, Janice, um, thanks so much for being with us today. And my
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes.
0: I, um, I love our topic. You came up with it. um, and, and I love the title that you came up with. Put down your pom-poms. Uh-huh. <laughs> stop, stop trying to people, please. Um, and it was interesting, Janice, when you, you actually came up with this a couple weeks ago. And I was, when you sent me that text, I was right in the middle of reading this book called Nice.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Have,
0: have you heard about this book?
1: I have. I have.
0: Okay. Have you read it? No. Okay. Uh-uh. So, uh, my dear friends, Natalie and Mike McGuire, they're the ones who told me about it and they knew I was going to the beach. So, she was like, You have to read this book. And so, I ordered it and I mean, I read it in three days. <clears throat> it's a super easy read, but it was, I had never, I mean, I've heard, I've, I have thought a lot about people pleasing because I've spent an inordinate amount of my life trying to please everybody. Right. Um, so I've thought of that, but you and your message to me, um, uh, you went, you took it a step further and you said, I, I would really like to talk about the difference between being nice and kind. And had, had I not been in the middle of reading that book, I would have been like, what's the difference? But this <laughs> book was phenomenal about explaining that difference between nice and and kind and how how being nice at times can be very self-serving, manipulative, people-pleasing um and how it's important to always be kind but it's not important to always be nice. Right. And there right. is a really big difference. So um you know when I was getting divorced, you week after week i'd come into you and you would say one thing over and over and over again and it was just like this thing this thing that kept repeating in my mind like just be kind you don't have like you don't have to agree you don't have to um you can you can be upset you can be you can even be angry but you always need to be kind and that that was the first time that i was really 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 challenged to be kind when I did not right. want to be kind um and so I I have heard you say that word but I never I never considered it in relation to being nice and so for the benefit of people who've not had the opportunity to sit in your office and learn from you week after week help us understand, if you can, um, I mean, you've explained it to me, but what is the, why is it important to be kind? And what is the difference between being nice and being kind?
1: Well, I think that the importance of being kind is that we are not, when we are being kind, we are not going to be abusive to someone. and and so it's probably easier to define unkind, mm-hmm. which means that you yell, you name call, you can be passively aggressive, unkind, rolling your eyes. You can call people names. You can give them the silent treatment. And all of those things are unkind. So when, when and all of us, or most of us, have that as a value system is that we want to be kind and and so it's being aware of the impact that our words and behavior have on someone and the um there's always a little bit of a jab in being unkind uh it's like sarcasm mm-hmm. we've i know we've talked about that this before sarcasm means to te- them it comes from the greek word sarcaso which means to tear the flesh and growing up in west texas i i grew up with uncles who were very sarcastic and you know with the and that is a hurtful thing to do because we'll say something teasingly But when you feel like somebody's poked you in the stomach with it, then that's an unkind thing to do. So I had to let go of my sarcasm master level behavior. (laughs) You were a
0: black belt in sarcasm? I was a
1: black, (laughs) mm -hmm. I'm not so proud to say. I'm sure my ex-husband would wildly agree with that. But, um, But, you know, but I really did have to watch it because Tom... Tom was like, stop, I'm not going to put up with that. And it really is, it's very interesting. So sarcasm is unkind, name-calling, lying, you know. And and so so when we're working on, so this whole concept of, I like to say, girl, put down those pom-poms, because, <laughs> you know, we are raised to just be nice. Just be nice, just be nice. My Mother used to tell me that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Be nice, somebody asked you to the, the prom Mm -hmm. and you don't want to go, then Mm -hmm. you just say yes, even though you want to say no. So you're because that's the nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we lose ourselves and we're not being true to ourselves Mm -hmm. by being just nice. And at the same time, people don't know where they stand with us when, when, when we are being nice. Mm -hmm. So we're really, doing that, we're trying, uh, the motivation for just being nice is most of the time we need people to like us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I want you to like me. I, I want Kevin to like me. I want my clients to like me. I want you to think I'm smart. I want you to think that I'm kind and all that. But if I need that, then I'm, it's, I'm running for cheerleader again, hence mm-hmm. put down the pom-poms, mm-hmm. you know, because I needed people's vote in junior high and sure. high school because, and that basically boils down to is that my self-esteem is not enough. Mm-hmm. I want your acceptance, but if I need it, then I'm at risk of not being honest with you and not being mm. just kind, but mm. being nice
0: it's really good i i think that that's a pretty powerful thing to say i want it but i don't need it and if i need it then that's going to change my behavior towards you because if i want you to like me but it's great but if i need you to like me then if i think that you would disapprove of a thought process that i have or an opinion that i have or a behavior that i display that i'm going to change for you or manipulate something for your approval that is right. that goes against who actually I, who I am and that's that's
1: exactly right mm-hmm. yes and that's that manipulation mm-hmm. is which is abusive mm-hmm. it's a form of abuse and so Isn't emotional that funny? abuse
0: that's so yes. funny because you're trying to be sweet and kind or nice and make everybody happy. And yet, and and you know what's so funny that you use the word, abuse is a strong word and yet is the right word, is when you, whenever I have felt that from somebody, I feel, I I feel like it's abuse. I feel like, wait a minute, you're, I feel manipulated, I feel used, I feel like, hey, I'm, you're full of shit, you know, <laughs> like I just, right. you, but- you get that vibe, you get that vibe.
1: Right. Well, and I think, I, I think I've told this story before. I dated a guy a while back. He was a banker and, um, and he, you know, we, one time we were, uh, at the Crescent, he lived out of town and he always stayed at the Crescent and there was this new carpet that had been laid and the manager of the Crescent was there and this guy said, Wow, did you get new carpet? And he goes, Yes, we did. And he goes, um, my boyfriend said, Wow, it looks great. And I looked at that carpet. It was the ugliest carpet. It looked like someone had vomited in it and <laughs> left the chunks. It was the worst looking thing. And I said, So did you like that carpet? And he goes, No, thought it was terrible. And I said, So why did you tell him that? And he said, Well, I was just, I was just being nice. And I said, So when you tell me I look pretty, mm-hmm. are you just being nice? Or mm-hmm. you do you run you know, so mm-hmm. you then you start mistrusting somebody yeah. because everything's they're not in question straight with you. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, think about it. How many times do we go up, you know, if somebody has a baby and and we look at the baby and we may say, Oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful baby and in your head you're thinking, Ooh. This baby's been hit with the ugly stick, but you're not, but you're not going to say that. So, you know, so you, you learn to kind of catch yourself in those moments of, of, of just being nice. And it's, so you're not going to go to the other extreme and be totally transparent all the time, but you'll learn to monitor what you say by saying something like, oh my gosh, are you having fun with the baby? such a great experience or something (laughs) like that rather than, you know, and so I, I, when I was working on this for myself, when years of all my therapy on me, you know, I, I, I watched myself and how often I said something that I did not believe.
0: Mm.
1: Like if they said, how's, how's your dinner? I would say, Oh, it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't like it at all, mm-hmm. and I could say, "Well, it's interesting," or "I've never had these flavors together." So I'm not necessarily going to say this tastes terrible, right, to people. But I, but I became really quickened in myself to not lose myself with people, and that's, that's what I feel like we start disappearing when we're walking around around just being nice to everybody and making sure I need you to vote for me. I need Mm -hmm. you to like me. Mm -hmm. I need you to think I'm whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'm losing myself because what I am ultimately about is my self esteem comes from the inside out. Yeah, If it's the outside in, it's other esteem. Mm
0: -hmm. Which is not authentic.
1: Right, it's not authentic. I mean, mm-hmm. so it, if you're nice, you never want to rock the boat, yeah. and if you're kind, sometimes you will. You are willing to make waves. Yeah, you're willing to say, you know, I really do disagree with that, or I really don't. I really don't like that behavior.
0: And you know, you can still be kind while you're saying that that truth. You don't have That's to right. be unkind. And I think that was probably one of the biggest lessons for me is if I didn't like something or something upset me or frustrated me or made me angry, I thought I had to act out those behaviors. But you don't. You can be angry and still be kind.
1: Right. And you, you can dismiss your You can say, you know what? I'm so angry right now that mm-hmm. I am probably not going to be real kind to you so I'm going to walk away for a little bit and then I'll come back in Yep. you know and yep. so you learn to monitor yourself in that so that you do I always know when I have been unkind oh yeah now some people if I say I really don't like that they may think in their head wow that was unkind but it's not unless I say, you know, call them a name at the end of it. Right. Or that I really don't like that you <clears throat> asshole or whatever it is, you know. So right. that you don't. So you learn that there's there is there's a part of being real mm-hmm. that sometimes somebody's not gonna like it. But that's why you put down the pom poms, you know, because you're not you're mo- you know when you're nice, you're mostly concerned with not upsetting somebody. Mm-hmm. And when you're kind, you're mostly concerned on being authentic yeah. or what is right for you. You know, if you're nice, that, you're Janice. afraid to you're afraid to speak up. Yeah. When you witness unkind behavior. If you're kind, you're willing to speak up and, you know, take a stand sometime. And you know, if you're nice, you're worried about being liked. And if you're kind, you're worried about being kind.
0: Ooh, that's and good. that's the difference. That's really, yeah. really good. So the other day, uh, Craig and I played golf, and then we went and jumped in the pool at Royal Oaks, and we ran into some friends of his at the pool who have these two young kids. And one of them was this adorable four-year-old. And I just, gosh, he was so cute. And we were having so much fun in the pool. And I, I mean, I'm such a sucker for little kids, and I love to play, so... You know we're doing swim. We're she's we're I'm teaching her how to do a flip, and and then all of a sudden she's like, "You want to play swim lessons?" So now we're playing imaginary swim lessons, and I'm the instructor. And I mean we were having so much fun, and <laughs> we we had to go. Craig and I had to go. I mean it was we were there much longer than we should have been, and and I was like, "Okay, I have to go." And so she said to her her mom, she goes, "Uh, hey mommy, can I have a?" sleepover with her and she points she points to me and she goes but not him and she pointed to (laughs) Greg and Greg and I got in the car and I was like you know when did we lose that like when do you know how many times I've been like I'd love to go to dinner with you but I don't want to go to dinner with him Right, right, right. <laughs> and she wasn't mean, you know, she wasn't she wasn't being unkind, she was just being very honest about what she wanted. And I thought, "Oh my gosh, cuz I was I knew we were about to talk about this. I thought, at what age or in what moment did I lose the ability to say exactly what i was thinking and feeling and wanted because i was too afraid to upset i mean craig and i of course giggled our butts off about that and you know he did not get his feelings hurt but there might be a situation you know if i was like janice i want to go to dinner with you but not with tom Uh Uh (laughs) even though i would love to go to dinner with tom um like why at what point do little children who and i think it's why we love kids you know like they tell the truth they talk about how they feel they're authentic in in their needs and wants and all of it and they don't sugarcoat anything but then somewhere along the way we learn we learn to play the game, for lack of a better word.
1: And- well, I don't, I don't think that you want to throw out all the sugar coating. Mm-hmm. I think that that is. Then I think you, you, you are stepping on the line of being unkind. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the, the difference is. So I think we learn that uh, early. You know, five, six, like that. I'm, that little girl's mom and dad could have said and might have said well, now don't say that, that's not, that's not, that's not nice, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. think that one of the skills that you want to develop as you're starting to work on your capacity to be honest is to be political and diplomatic. Mm -hmm. So that, that is a, that's a form of emotional maturity that I can say, uh, rather than say, I don't want to go to dinner with you, I might say, you know, that's probably not going to work for me tonight, And but let's try to rearrange something. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you learn, so a politician is rarely going to come straight at someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to be nice, I would have said... Um, Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Yes, I do want to have dinner with both of you. Even if I didn't want to have dinner with both of you, I would say that in order to be nice. Whereas if I'm being political and diplomatic, I might say, you know what, let's figure out another time. I really think tonight probably won't work for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm graciously and kindly getting out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there you know, people who are it's tricky and people have Mm -hmm. to kind of figure out their footing around it Mm -hmm. is, is the, you know, but there's, we want to be authentic, but yet political and diplomatic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does that make
1: sense or is that too kind of ambiguous? No,
0: it makes sense to me. So I guess another question piggybacking on that as parents, because I'm sure I mean, uh, the parents, and they didn't say this, but the parents could have easily said, "Hey, that's not nice. Apologize to Craig and tell him you want to him to spend the night too. You want him to have a sleepover." So, you know, we can we can say we can parent poorly um, by forcing our kids to feel things or want things they actually don't feel and they don't want. So, as parents, how do we? How do we teach our people to be kind and, and off and yet authentic to their, to their truth?
1: How do right. you do well, that? Well, I think, well, I think you want to be authentic to your truth, primarily for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I need to know, and I need to give myself permission to not have dinner or invite both of you to spend the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what I might, what I would not say is, Toba, I want you to spend the night, but not him. I would not say that. And I would not teach my children to say that. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I would teach my children to do is to say, Hey, Tova, I would like to have a sleepover with you. And then I would not worry about Craig. Right. Uh, so my, my, my primary purpose is not to people please, Craig, Mm -hmm. but it is, so uh, you see what I'm doing, so you're going to teach them like at birthday parties, you know, so that your child is making out their birthday party list, and they're like, well, what about Susie Q, and and your child says, I don't, I really, she's not very kind to me, or not very nice to me, is probably what they'd say, she's not very nice to me, I really don't want to have her at my party, Mm -hmm. I would probably say to my child, okay, you don't have to invite everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because sometimes you won't be invited. Yep. You know, so you, so, but you, so, but what you want to do is be kind. And, you know, so you don't need to tell her she's not invited. You just don't invite her. Mm -hmm. Unless, so Reddit and say, okay, well, you need to invite her because her mother plays bridge with me or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you are wanting, you, we want. We want to develop people, kids, that'll grow into adults who have their own back. Yeah. That they're not sacrificing themselves over and over and over again yeah. to make everybody happy. Because you can never win that game.
0: Nope. You cannot win that game.
1: Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, my first husband's mother was a, well, she was a master gardener and she grew the most incredible vegetables and she was just so wanting me to learn how to can and I don't want to can anything (laughs) (laughs) I might do the can can (laughs) dance I might want to learn how to do that (laughs) but she so she would always say please come over and let's and let me teach you how to can pickles or tomatoes or something and I would say you know I I I never said you know Joe I don't want a can (laughs) they're delicious but I do not want a can I was always like okay yeah I'd love to do that sometime Uh, right now I'm really busy so I'll get back with you when I have some time to do it and of course I never got back with her it was a big fat lie Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to get back with her whereas (laughs) I could have said, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. And I'd love to spend time with you. That's just not an interest of mine. Is there something else that we could do to spend time together? I mean. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So that is being political and diplomatic. Yeah. I, you know, because I did, I do care about what his mother, I want her to like me. Yeah, sure. But not bad enough to go can.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and Kurt would be like, Oh, well, it won't <laughs> hurt anything. Why don't you just go have her teach you how to can? And I'm like, I don't
0: want to can. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a phenomenal example. Because do you know how many people are listening whose in laws, like they're just constantly having to do things that they really don't want to do? And there is a diplomatic and great way to go about it and 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 we don't have to suffer through things so that everybody else can be okay
1: i that's exactly right Toba. and you know and another thing is what it what it would it's good for us to have the uh ability for people to be honest with us like for mm-hmm. somebody to say i would i would really love I, you know to teach you how to can Mm -hmm. and somebody to say, you know, I appreciate that so much. I just don't want to learn how to can, (laughs) you know, and then they're, and then that's okay. So you've got to be able to learn to hear that as well.
0: Yeah. That's really important. It's not personal.
1: No, Mm -mm. no. And you can say, thank you so much for asking me. But like you said, let's do something else together. You know, but I just don't want to can, you know, or, yeah. you know. I'd
0: love to spend time with you. It's just not something yeah. I'm very interested yeah. in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But do, <clears throat> do I, yeah, that's right. That's well, exactly right. When I right.
0: adopted my kids, um, um, and you know this, and, and I've talked about it on the podcast as well, you know, they had been severely abused in the orphanage that they came from. And so when they first came, they were six, six, and five. And it was so interesting how they all um had were conditioned uh, because of where they had come from you know carter was just angry and didn't want to talk or feel anything george was on another planet literally he had just checked out completely and it took a long time for him to check in and anna Pren just walked you know fluttered around pleasing everyone
1: uh-huh. And
0: oh, cool. because she was so scared for everyone else to not be okay. Because if everyone else wasn't okay, then she wasn't okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have to say, personally, out of all three of those, uh the most difficult for me as a parent was Anna Prenn and mm-hmm. the people pleasing. And the fluttering about and making everybody happy. And, uh, you know, there was not a human being on the planet that ever met Anna Prynne who didn't come up to me right after and say, oh my gosh, she is fabulous. She is blah, blah, blah. And the only thing that I could think is, well, she's doing all of that so you'll like her. Yeah. You know, right. she was so desperate for approval and for everybody to like her that she just sacrificed herself at all costs to make everybody to make everybody else okay and it was a it was a real source of tension between her and I um i mean of course i loved her but i i had such a difficult time trusting her yeah Um, because I never knew what she Uh really thought and who she really was. And yeah, it took a long time and now she's, she's so much, so much more herself and she does say no and she does get upset and she doesn't flutter about trying to make sure everybody else is okay at the expense of her, but It took a long time, but it really affected um, our relationship.
1: Sure. Well, you don't, you know, that's, I'm so glad that you said that because that's one of the, one of the detrimental things that happens to people is when you're so busy trying to be kind, people won't trust you because they'll say yes. When they want to say no, they'll tell you, you look pretty when you, yep. when,
0: when you don't, you know,
1: when you mm-hmm. don't, when you don't, so you do stop believing them. Totally. And again, it's like, you're not necessarily going to say, oh man, you have gotten fat. <laughs> you know, you're not going to say that to anybody. And what you can say is, oh my gosh, your hair looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you want to give somebody a compliment, be legitimate with them. Yeah. You know, and so you're not, that's the difference in being unkind. Yes. And, and that's, that's, that's our barometer. I can mm-hmm. be honest up to the point of not being, a, a before I need to stop before I am being unkind. Now somebody could even take my truth. For example, Kurt's mom had, I said, you know, Joe, I just really don't have any interest in canning, but thank you so much. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. That could, she could have taken that personally yeah but I'm not responsible for what other people take personally I'm responsible for my motivation behind what I'm doing and what I was so yeah when I when I won cheerleader in eighth grade it changed my world because all of a sudden my lack of self-esteem didn't matter because Mm -hmm. i was having other ex other esteem and so i spent my entire you know from you know 14 on my entire life trying to run for cheerleader. Mm -hmm. you know hi hi how are Mm -hmm. you fine Mm -hmm. oh good Mm -hmm. oh my gosh you look so pretty oh what's been (laughs) happening oh my gosh your kids are so fabulous oh blah 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 blah, blah. vote for me vote for me vote for me (laughs) <laughs> you know, and then you, and then yes. you walk when people are like, "Oh my gosh, she is so nice." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? yep can we trust her? No, because she will never tell you the truth.
0: Yes, and I so fear. I, I won't say her name, but I, when I was in gr- growing up, there was there was the same girl who did that, and everybody knew that she was the <laughs> nicest girl. She was the nicest girl in high school and cheerleader and, and she was so full of shit and everybody knew it. And she was, it's because she was always running. Running She was always running for cheerleader or most, you know, whatever the next vote was, this girl needed the vote. And So she was saying hi and we're like, you don't even know that person. She, hi, hi, hi. And like, oh my God. Yeah. We, we were all yeah. so annoyed by her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'd love to talk about this, uh, Janice, in relation uh to our our relationships, our marriages, our our like romantic relationships and Marriages, because it, I also think that this quality of being nice can be detrimental to a romantic relationship or to a marriage.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the one thing that is going to give you the absolute most safety in a significant other relationship is that I am legitimate mm-hmm. with Tom. Mm-hmm. He knows me. I trust him. So I know if he says, okay, that'll be all right, that that's what he means. Yeah. You know, I don't. And so what that does is it gives you that safety. And then what it does is then it makes your intimacy into me, you see it into you, I see and the physical intimacy and the sexual intimacy the emotional and the spiritual it makes it it's just all real yeah and that's what gives that relationship those those stable legs mm-hmm. you know and, yep. and and but you, but it I love the saying let it begin with me so if i want that from tom I need to give that to Tom. And yeah. now it doesn't mean I am very careful if I'm about to say something to him that could possibly hurt his feelings. Sure.
0: Or upset you him know, or at, frustrate him.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I I'm careful about it. And sure. then I'm being political and diplomatic. And so I'll say, Hey, I want to tell you something and I want you to know from the onset that I I don't want to hurt your feelings. I just feel like this is something that is really important for me to say to you so that you know me better. Mm-hmm. And then I can lay it out there,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? And, mm-hmm. and so, so I'm not just throwing it at
0: him. Yep. You're not just hurling stuff at him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, what, one of the but things. But you're also that not learned... keeping it from him. No. So that everything no, can,
0: it, can remain nice.
1: Right. And, 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 you know, I may not tell him everything I'm thinking or, you know, but if, sure. if it's important enough that I feel like it's affecting our relationship, I'm definitely going to talk with him about it. Yep. And he has a really great capacity to hear me and to listen, which is the other which side of, such a of, gift. of that is learning how to receive the information without getting your feelings hurt
0: or defensive taking
1: it personally. Yeah, you know, and you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I do with my adult children, and and I do it with Tom some too, is I will say, I I have an opinion about something, do you want to hear it? Yep. So there are a lot of times I'll ask for permission to throw out just an opinion, but if it's something that is really impacting the relationship, which is really rare, that there is something, but if there is, and I say, this is something that's important to me, and I'd like for us to talk about it. You know, and then I'm going to be very careful about how I say it.
0: Yeah, I do that with my kids. And, and I mean, they're they're teenagers, but I will say, hey, I, I would really like to talk to you about something. This is difficult for me to bring up or this might be difficult for you to hear. But there's something that I'd like to talk to you about. Is, is this a good time for us to have that conversation?
1: Yeah. That's just great. Well, you taught me it. It
0: prepares the other person. Um, and I do that. I do that in my relationship as well, because it, it, it is not easy to hear difficult things, but it's also really important to trust that the relationship with that you're in is honest and authentic, you know?
1: Right. And if you do it, then you don't have to, if, if you, if you do it, then you don't have to remember what you faked. Right. right. <laughs> sorry, some, uh, somebody's it's... trying, I'm going to decline this. Okay. Sorry. Somebody was clicking in. But oh, yeah, think. you know, if you're, if you're running for cheerleader and you're just trying to get votes, I'm not going to even remember what I said.
0: Yeah. It's really true. You know, I, um, I've learned a lot about this and, you know, a lot of it I've learned from you, Janice, in just years of therapy and, and, and soul searching is, is I was probably in one of the nicest marriages of all time. Yeah. Topher and I were so nice to each other. I mean, I cannot tell you, Janice, how many people, ha- when when Topher and I were getting divorced and people were hearing about it, how many people called me and were like, what? Like, uh-huh. we, we would have got divorced before y'all got divorced. Like, what? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Because guess what? We were really freaking nice Uh and Uh and me being nice and I was so nice and Topher was so nice and guess what there was shit flying everywhere Kevin are you giggling (laughs) (laughs) that both of us were just ignoring because we were desperate to keep everything nice
1: yeah 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 because you didn't have permission to be authentic and nope. as far as from a parenting perspective it's so important that we give our children permission to be authentic and we're going to teach mm-hmm. them how to be kind yeah but yet not judging them and criticizing them because they don't they don't want to be friends with somebody yeah you know yeah. and and i remember the guy the very first guy I went on a date with and my mother thought he was so nice and he asked me to go on a date and he said and I and I said, I don't want to go on a date with she goes, Oh, you need to go on a date with him, you need to say yes, you need to go. And I mean, the very first date he took me parking. You know? <laughs> I was like, What?
0: <laughs> I'd be like, Mom, you go out with him. Like, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, it was all about being so nice, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and and we want our children the only vote our children ever really need is their own. Yeah. Because that is going to establish their security with self.
0: Yeah. It's so and true.
1: Yeah. It it's is. So and you know, Toba, the thing that you have done, I mean, it's your, what you and Topher have done with those kids is amazing, considering, well, it's amazing anyway, but you have really taught them to be themselves well, and I might've gone a, a little, gift, I
0: might've gone a little overboard. I'm like, Carter, if you could stop being so much yourself and just become a <laughs> little, <laughs> little bit this way. <laughs> I
1: don't think, I, I do not believe that be a, a little child nicer. Has too much self. <laughs> yeah. Carter has a
0: lot of self-esteem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you well, d- you know, i don't know if i i I, when when my first grandson was born his name's owen and oh he's just he's amazing and i remember when he was about two and he was he was so funny and my sweet mom was sitting on the couch and and she goes he really is he is so full of himself (laughs) and i was like yes he is and she said we may need to rein that in some (laughs) And you know that was her perspective is mm-hmm. that she was not taught mm-hmm. to be full of herself,
0: yeah, that's so she... mm-hmm. and And we need a little bit of that,
1: yeah, we oh, do, yeah. We need a lot of being full of myself because yeah. then, I mean, if I am not okay with me, I'm not going to be okay with
0: you. Yeah. And deep down inside, nobody's going to be okay with us. No. And that's, well, they won't know who we are. Yeah. And people pick up on that, that like sure. they, there is an energy of that. I, I know at the end of the day, I know who I can trust because of who they are and how they are. And they know the same about me. And if we are so busy making sure everybody else is, I don't, I don't want to be great friends with somebody who cannot be honest and authentic and is so worried about what I think about them or, or, or that, that they can't be themselves. I, I don't trust it.
1: Well, and you know what what's interesting is that you cannot be great friends with somebody yeah. that is like that because yeah. that a great yeah. friendship is based like a great relationship yep. is based on authenticity. Yep, yep. It's and so that it, and that legitimizes the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the stability factor that I just can't I can't say enough about the essential component of that stability that that stability has to play in a relationship
0: it's a thousand percent true and yeah you know the 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 next relationship that I'm in the next marriage that I'm in it's probably not going to be quite as nice as Uh Topher Uh and I's but yeah I I don't want it to be you know I'll probably get in a few more disagreements and uh yeah my goal is to always be kind but you know couples who say they never fight I'm like "Mm." because and you don't have to fight fight but couples who say they never disagree or they never get on each other's nerves or they never like I just I think because of what I went through and I mean Topher and I never fought and believe me I pri- I was so proud of that. We never yeah. fight. Y'all fight right. like that. We never fight. And then when I was getting divorced, I was like, we probably sh- we probably should have had a a few fights. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and I kind mm-hmm. of was jealous of those couples and friends of mine who's who they had disagreements, but then they always came back together. I think I right. didn't trust that I could tell my truth or hear his without it blowing up and 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 exploding or breaking up or you know, um it's it we just I didn't trust the relationship and
1: Well you you weren't taught to risk the relationship Mm -hmm. for truth. Yeah. And that's the thing. That is that's what we learn. Yeah. You know, if you're so afraid of losing it, then then you're not going to risk it. Yeah. And and if you risk it, if you lose a relationship because you are being authentic and you're being kind, then that relationship wasn't going to make it any
0: Yeah, yeah. Then that's not the relationship for you.
1: Right. Vulnerability, which is, you know, th- which is what this is really about yeah. is risky business it is because you may not you may not get that vote.
0: Yeah. You may not yes. get elected
1: to cheerleader.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and that's Yeah. And and ultimately, you know, we've been taught to win. And Right. And but not getting the vote doesn't mean we lost.
1: That's right. Because if we, we win with ourselves. Now, you know, I yeah. think the thing that's interesting about this is when when kids Turn like 12. From 12 to 18, the Eric Erickson defined these psychosocial stages of development. And during that time period, kids transition from, "I I don't know who I am. I am who they tell me to be, churches, schools, parents, teachers, You know, and from age 12 to 18, we want them to transition into this is who I am. So they transfer into role confusion, Mm. from role confusion into role identity, and from dependence into independence. So in order to make that transition, the only way they can do it is to push against the system. So that's why... Like when you're parenting teenagers, one of the things you want to do is say something like, okay, here's my value around drinking and driving. My value is that you don't do it because you could get hurt. You could kill your, get killed. You could kill somebody else and it's just not going to work. Now, I know that you are going to have to take this value and own it for yourself in order for for this to be your value Mm -hmm. but just so you know if and you i can't i can't force you to not drink and drive but what i can tell you is that if you choose to drink and drive i'm going to take away your car keys Mm -hmm. and i'm going to buy you a bicycle (laughs) and you can ride that bike everywhere you want to go until that becomes your value and then the child looks at these things and says, "Okay." If I drink and drive, I get a bike. If I don't drink and drive, I might get a car. So, or about drinking or anything. It's a whole bunch of issues, but we want to teach them to own their own value instead of just to be compliant out of complacency because they don't have, so they're going to, because they're going to pick their value. Yep. So if we talk to them about it and we let them know what the consequences are if they choose something else, then it's an informed choice
0: for them. Yeah. Is, it's so good. The, yeah, it, a, it
1: really makes a difference.
0: Oh, that's so helpful. That's so helpful as a teen, you know, as a parent of a teenager. It's so true.
1: Because yeah, really a good. lot of us will be like, you will not drink. Yeah. You will not drink in high school. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's my what my parents did. That, I, yeah.
0: that, I ran out that night and got beer.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. really
0: good advice, Janice. Okay. I know you have a counseling appointment in three minutes, so I know you well, have, I have to a go. a
1: conference call, so yeah. Oh,
0: conference, <laughs> conference call. Whatever. So Janice, thank you. Thank you again You're for welcome. just rem- reminding me and so many, and just the blessing you are, I tell you every time. But I'm so oh, thankful so for sweet. you.
1: I am so blessed by you and Kev. I know. And all those um, listeners. Likewise. It's, a, it's fun to have a coattail to hang on to.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm hanging on to your sister. That's for damn sure. I'm so thankful for you. Okay, have a good week, and we'll talk next week. Okay. Okay. Hey. Love you. Love you too, Janice.